for the team that's going to go to Korea. And uh, what I'm excited about is that Bruce and Jackie Campbell are with us, so they'll be part of that, be able to join us on stage and pray for the Korea team. Uh, also, this morning we're going to recognize Devin and Caroline. Devin uh, has been involved with uh, Bible Fellowship Church, and uh, God has moved him to uh, GCBI. And so um, uh, they're gonna, there's some things I would like to share with them this morning as well, and uh, also the Korea team, and also you. And so I'm excited about how we're going to split this up this morning, and I think uh, if it all works out uh, through the Lord, it'll be a, a neat blessing to you. But I want to start with this as we get going this morning, Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deed among the people. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Talk all about His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who rejoice seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works, which He has done. His wonders and His judgments of His mouth. As we've gathered this morning, I just want to challenge you to stop and seek God's face. I know you're busy. I know you've got a lot of things going on in your life. I know you've got a lot of opportunities where you can turn and get advice and input. But you need to just pause this morning. Because God is worthy. And what He's longing for is for us to stop in the midst of everything else that's going on and say, Hey Dad, I hear you this morning. I'm coming to seek your face. I'm coming to ask you for help today. Because He has done some miracles, hasn't He? As you're sitting here this morning, just let your mind reminisce about some miracles that God has done in your life. It was neat this morning, we were praying, and Reggie was just talking about different things that God has done. He has healed uh, Reggie and Renee's uh, daughter of cancer, uh, Regina. God has brought, uh, last week in the um, that side, Reggie and Renee are being involved with the... the the students in Sunday school. There was 25 junior high and high school students at Sunday school class last Sunday. First hour, 9 o'clock, they were over there. What's really neat is God is working in a group of young married couples. And one of our desires is actually, as we involved in ministry, is to go after dads. And so it's neat to watch uh, families, but dads just know we're coming for you. And we don't be mean about it, but we're going to be begging God to do work in your lives. And so there's a group over there now that's, that's studying uh, marriage. And what's really neat is a lot of their kids are involved in Sunday school because they're here first hour. And as I look at, uh, think about different people, I was thinking about just miraculous things God has done. I was thinking about Phil and Mindy Steiner. And how God has allowed them to be involved to be to live. And as we were just communicating back and forth with them and from, July, from June 13th through the 19th, 59 students from 12 different high schools across the Bay Area, one from Hawaii, spent one week of their summer with Be to Live, mixing concrete, building relationships, and investing in missions. And what you don't know is most of those kids have no concept of Jesus. They're just going on this trip because that looks good for them to go to college. And so Phil and Mindy, along with Heather... McIntyre, who, who loves details and loves missions and loves administration. They're all working together to have a conversation through that week to talk to these kids. 
probably for the first time a high school student out in that area will ever even open up their Bible. To sit down and read a Bible for the first time. And God is using Phil and Minnie Steiner as to be part of that. They're asking us to be praying for um, some of their, their a printer needs to be replaced. Uh, some other things that are just tangible needs for the ministry. They're asking us to be praying for that. And so this morning as I've been spending some time just thinking about this day. Thinking about the weeks and months that have went into planning this day as far as this group that's leaving for Korea. I was just asking the Lord, Lord, what should we say to them? And not just as, as, we, as we look at the Korea team, not just them, but to you. And not just as we stop this morning and honor Devin and Caroline as they go on in, in new ministries. Not just them, but you sitting in the seat. As I was thinking about this morning, I was thinking about a battle. I was thinking about, you know, there's something about us guys. We just kind of like to watch, you know, that whole fight concept. So I, I wanted to think about this morning, as you sit here, there's a war taking place. And it's all around us, not just in Korea, not just in GCBI, but in Highlands counties. Yeah, we might have 60 churches, but they're not full this morning. And in the churches that we do have in this county, I'm not sure that very many would say, you know what, I'm going to go seek God for help as we look at Psalm 105. How many of those people are sitting in pews in our community, woke up this morning and said, you know what, Dad, I can't do this. Dad, I'm coming to seek your face first before anything else. I want to hear your voice. So right here is the community. And as we even stop, just pause all that goes on and think about what took place in Dallas. And think about all the, now all the conversations are going to be it's the gun's fault. It's, the, it's black and white. It's this and this and this. You know what it really is? It's the gospel. It's time for us to beg our Father that people would fall on their face and it wouldn't matter what color they were. That they would love people. That's the only way you're going to get rid of hatred. Is by changing the heart. You, can, you can't programize people. You can't. You have to go for the heart. And there's only one person that changes heart. His name's Jesus. So if we even stop this week in the midst of all that and say, God, would you help that person's heart? God, would you break down the walls by starting in hearts? As I was thinking about this morning, I thought about people. I thought about Jeju Island. And I don't know for sure if this actually is a good picture of Jeju Island. I was informed by my son that it wasn't, but anyway, I'll put it up there. I know this is a good picture of Jeju Island. Uh, as the group, as you, as you go out, I, I, it's exciting for me to think about uh, your time that you'll spend in Korea. The opportunities that you'll get a chance to see skyscrapers and have food at certain, certain places. I think Fraser's where you like to eat. Some of you that have been there before. I think about the Jeju Island, and I think about the students that await you. I don't know their names. But what I don't want to happen is those of you that are going to Korea, don't miss God's working there. And that God has given you an opportunity. God has provided the resources for you to be able to do this thing. 
And as I was thinking about one book, one year, one goal, make disciples, I've been thinking about you. And I've been thinking about the students that will come your way. I've been thinking about discipleship opportunities that you guys will have. I've been thinking about the teaching opportunities that you will have. And I've been thinking about the stairs that you will have. And as I was thinking about them, I've been thinking about our family. And I really wanted to show a video this morning, and I can't get my computer to work. Maybe we'll... Oh, all right. Well, let's just show the first two minutes of that video. Let's see if it'll work. One second, maybe that, maybe it'll catch up. Let me just explain this video uh, as it goes. That's good. This is for you as a family, because it's really easy for us to say, "Oh, yeah, this Devon and Caroline." It's easy to say it's about Korea, but it's really about us. And I wanted you to see us in action. I wanted you to see this family doing things. And so let's see if it'll if it'll play now. for a second that trip was to an extreme emotionally needy group of kids and what that team found was as I watch and as I listen it wasn't about playing soccer 
which some of those kids might. But what those kids loved more than anything was music. And you could take an emotionally needy child and play music, and their face would light up. And so as, as we think about us as a family, what have we done for somebody else this week? Where we've said no to us and said, you know, it's about serving somebody. Because it's really easy living here to make life all about you and where you go. But see, that's not the purpose. It'd be really easy to be distracted in in lots of conversations that, that could send us down thousands of different roads. But where do we go with the gospel this week? See, eternity is on the line. An opportunity to encourage a brother and sister in Christ is right in front of you. Don't miss it. And so as you look at a a passage or a, a book, I want to take you to the book of Philippians. I want to take you to an author that loved his people. I want to take you to an author that he would share with a group at the church at Philippi that actually cared about the gospel. That actually partnered with Paul in a mission. Say, this is where I'm going. And they got involved in it. And I also want to show you this morning, as you look at the book of Philippians, how the gospel not only affected that church, but affected Paul's life first. So to the Korea team, I would like to say this to you. Be confident. He who began a good work in you will complete it. See, this isn't an accident. This isn't coincidence. See, the day that you said yes to Jesus, Jesus knew about this day. He knew how he would provide the money for you. He knew that some of you would survive that long canoe trip. He had planned for camp to sell out. Because he's sending you there. Think about that. He didn't have to provide the money. See, God's working. But he wanted to start something in you first. And in starting that, you have to remind yourself that God had a plan to work for you. That it's not a mistake, it's not a coincidence. Oh yeah, go to Fraser, have fun. On your way back, have a blast. Enjoy soul. Enjoy the moment. But know that God sold camp out because he wanted to introduce to a group of Americans some Korean kids. Now this is fascinating to me. He planned this from eternity past. So when they were just one, he knew about this trip. He knew about Jeju Island. He knew about the Lincoln Logs that you'll get a chance to sleep in. I don't know what will be completed and won't be completed. I don't know. But God gave Lou Nichols a plan to send some Lincoln Logs down there so you could have some housing. I also found uh, this picture. 
And I remember the day that you guys said, I do. I remember that lane. It was not just beautiful for pictures, but was significant. Knowing that that lane would provide some turns. And these are one of those turns. Knowing that that lane was going to provide to you students. Some of them you know their names for this year. And for however how many years you get the chance to be at that place. God will always send you students. But as I was thinking about you guys this week, I was thinking that you need to be confident that as God sends broken students to you, that He can heal them. And no matter how needy that kid is that walks into that place or goes up those stairs for however long, how long the stairs will be there and what the housing will be for years to come, or weeks to come, who knows? I don't know any of those things. But I know this. Whoever walks in that door will be broken. And you will have the privilege, as you remind yourself, be confident he has began a good work in you. I remember, and I don't know if you were watching her back then, but I do remember the first Mexico trip. And I do remember the fire. And I do remember Devin watching this lady walk around, and I don't know what he was thinking back then. And I knew how God had brought you back here. And for you and Bianca to be together, I think Bianca came with you on that first trip. So I say to you two, be confident. Jesus has brought a good work in you. And no matter what it looks like, he will complete it. And then I thought about us as a family. He's working here. Vacation Bible School was neat to watch. It was neat to watch this group of men, mostly in their upper 60s, decide to get up real early in the morning to dig a ditch. It was interesting to watch those men not just dig the ditch, but complete the ditch. I don't know if you've ever tried this, but if you want to for fun, I guess it would be good exercise. Go out and dig a, you know, a... 12-inch wide ditch or 20-inch wide ditch, and try going down three feet. Hopefully you won't find water. It's been very interesting to me to watch the Lord work too as He hasn't provided any rain. Because if it rained like it had been raining, you would be back out there digging a ditch. Because all that dirt would have fallen back in. It might rain this afternoon, I don't know. If it does, then we'll send a group of people back out to dig a ditch. But I also want to say this to us as a family. Take a deep breath. He's in charge. Just pause the chaos in your soul and remind yourself this morning, He's here. What I find very interesting to me, and most of you have read Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. And I remember as a time in our lives that God had given Susan and I the opportunity to be involved in missions. And what is fascinating to me about this passage as I think through the book of Philippians, 
It's fascinating to me as you think 30 years later, after Paul's conversion, you have a book in front of you called Philippians. It's probably been 30 years since Paul has broken a family. It's probably been 30 years that Paul's been set free from the law. It's probably been 30 years since Paul was forgiven. He received God's grace. What I love about Paul is he just didn't stay the same person. The gospel took hold of Paul's life. What mattered to Paul changed. And how do I know that? Philippians chapter 1 and verse 22. You read these words. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful, more fruitful labor. What shall I choose, I can't tell you. But I'm hard-pressed between two. Having the desire to part and be with Christ, which is better, nevertheless to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And be confident of this, and I know that shall remain and continue with you for all the progress and joy of the faith, that you rejoice with me and more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Only let this conduct be worthy of the gospel, so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of your affairs that stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not any way terrified by the adversaries, which is there to prove, but to for your salvation, and that from God. Verse 29, for to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now hear him. As I think about this passage of Scripture, those 22 to 30, I think about the words fruitful labor. I think about necessary for him to remain. I think about whatever happens, conduct yourself worthy of the gospel of Christ. There's a phrase in there that most of us heard is believe on him. But I'm not sure a few of us have read the part about suffer for him. And so this morning as we share with Team Korea, there's a camp and there's an orphanage. And there'll be opportunities for people to believe. But as I was looking through some things last night, I was thinking about Korea, South Korea. While you guys will be there, if statistics stay true, 1,040 people will take their own life. 1,040. We'll say, I don't have any hope. We'll say, pressures are too great. But they will say, hey, I give up. 
1,040. That means about 40 people a day will commit suicide while you're in the country. I also realize that you have a chance to go to an orphanage. How many of those kids will be there five years from now? I don't know. How many of those kids have never been held by their parents? I don't know. But you'll have a chance to walk in for some time, a couple days, however long you're going to be there, to love them. That maybe they'll look at your life and say, what's different about that kid? Why is that, why is that American smiling? Why is, how can this American have fun? And may they hear from you somehow what really matters is Jesus. I also know that a word of wisdom, don't follow Jacob and Seth to the watering place. Make sure you know where you're supposed to be swimming. That's a little inside joke amongst the Korea team that went before. I also know that it will be extremely hot. And I also know there will be something that smells there. And they call it food, kimchi. I've never tried it. I don't really have any desire to eat it. But I hear once you get off the plane, it's just different. And so as you enter into the difference, my prayer is that you will be changed the way Paul was. That the gospel will matter to you. That fruitful labor will be your heart. That God will say, yep, it's necessary for them to remain on this earth. And no matter what happens, if the rules change, which could happen, if the bed's not real comfortable, that you will choose to say, Jesus, help me today. Help me to live for Christ. Because you don't know who's in your cabin. It may be five years from now, ten years from now, or fifteen years from now. It could be a boy or it could be a girl. But for you guys, maybe it will be that dad that's thinking about taking his own life. But he stops and says, wait a minute. Those guys just didn't come to talk English to me. Those guys were different. That the gospel would change your life and that they saw it. Could be you ladies. Could be a girl that's going into her senior year of college that has no hope. And they say, wait, hold on. That American girl. Oh yeah, she probably wore more makeup than we did and had more clothes than I did. There was just something different about that girl. What was different? And their lives might pause for just a little bit. Say, hey, they had Jesus. I remember what Joe said. And they choose life because they saw your life. Or maybe there'll be a mom one day and they'll have a little newborn baby. When they're three, four, five, six. As that little person grows up in her home, she'll remember her camp experience. She'll tell her daughter or her son about Jesus. 
thought about you as the gospel changes you guys. An opportunity for you to impact people's lives. And it'll be interesting for you as you suffer in America, as being in full-time ministry. I find this really fascinating to me, and you'll, I'm sure you've already experienced, and you'll experience more. People will stop swearing when you're around. And they'll say, oh, the preacher's here. Or oh, that guy there, he's here. I can't say that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Pastor. I, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Well, if you can't say it when I'm around, why should you be saying it at all? I don't understand that. So if you try that, I mean, I'll love you and I won't ever correct you, but I always find it interesting that people, their, their things change when, when we show up. You probably won't have the stuff that everybody else has around you, but God will allow you to enjoy other people's stuff. And it's fascinating as I think back of where God's allowed me to go with no money. Also, I think it'll be interesting is that the 49ers will matter less to you in 10 years than they do now. I've watched God change my life. I used to love to watch Notre Dame in Florida. And I found value, and I'm not saying you do this, but it's interesting to me. Football doesn't mean as much anymore. It's probably because as I look around, I see broken people. And know that that can provide 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. For you wives, four hours if you have to sit with your spouse and watch football. But it doesn't provide hope. And what I find fascinating is as you think about Paul, 30 years after he said yes to Jesus, his priorities changed. What mattered to Paul wasn't the same anymore. When it was all about being somebody, he became nothing. The man had all the education. And God said, hey, i got a plan for you. And I want this thing called the gospel to radically change your life. And now we get a chance to look back 30 years later. So that some of us, as we go through the book of Philippians, don't get discouraged. It's 30 years of spiritual growth. Times of being beaten and shipwrecked where he, God used those things. So Paul would write to us. This is what really matters. These are the priorities. As I think about us as a family, my picture has changed in my mind. I think we need to be a lifeline. And I think about this vest or this rescue device. And if someone's drowning, what's the first thing that we normally do? Excuse me, the best way for you to swim is to float on your stomach, put your feet behind you, kick your feet, and then go like this and turn your head to the side and then breathe and everything will work out right. No. But have any of you ever walked away from somebody that was drowning? 
Have any of us ever walked away from somebody that was hurting and saying, you know what, I just don't have time. So here we are this morning as a lifeline, an opportunity to throw something to somebody. It's the gospel. It's what really matters. But at times, we get busy. At times, we get distracted. At times, we forget that we're a Christian. At times, we forget what the main thing should be. And when we have an opportunity to invest in somebody's life, we say, oh well, I'm really kind of busy. So as you're sitting with us this morning, the day that you said, I believe, if it was five years, ten years, fifteen years, forty-five years, whatever the amount of years it is in between there, here's my question. Have your priorities changed? As Pastor Andy would say, has your wonder changed? Or is it just, you know, here I am. And so this morning, if, um, if you don't mind, just go and say something to Reggie and Chris and Dana, because I know they'd like to be in here. So we're getting close to that. And I told them at a, a different time, so they're, they're a little bit, um, we're a little bit ahead of that. I want to take you to another passage in Philippians. It's in chapter 3. Not that I've already attained or already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus had laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to be to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forward to those things which are ahead. I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, the day is here. Tomorrow morning you wake up really, really early. And you'll board an airplane. I think you go to Chicago. And then you get to go on that kind of long trip. How many hours is that in the airplane? 14? About 16? Whatever it is. Has anybody ever sat in an airplane for more than 12 hours? Isn't that such a wonderful thing? The time has come for you to go forward. So I encourage you, forget what is behind. Isn't it amazing as we sit in here how our past affects how we live today? Forget what is behind and press forward to what is ahead.
Because there's a price. And there's a call. And there are people in front of you. I can't pronounce their names. Some of you will do better. But look them in the eye. My prayer is they see Jesus through you. My prayer is that something in your life will be different. I don't know what next year's class looks like or the year after. Press on. When it doesn't make sense, when it's not fair, when it hurts, press on. Because God's giving you the opportunity to invest in generations to come. And all the stuff is that is behind you, leave it behind you. Don't bring it with you today. Because if you do, those students will be hindered by our pasts. No matter what that might be, fear, failure, all this stuff. There's lots of stuff. Satan's amazing how you can remember the past. Let it go. Press on. Because there will be a price. And when you meet Jesus face to face, it will be worth it. I promise you. For those of you sitting in this room, press on. Let the past be your past. When Satan brings things up that, are in your, that remind you of your past, just leave it there. Say, Jesus, that's forgiven. I'm free. If you and Caroline wouldn't mind coming, we have a... These aren't all the cards, but I'd like for you guys to come. And I would like for you... For you guys, a lot of times you don't see, you didn't see Devin and Caroline. And so as um, they come, I say thank you for your ministry. I say thank you for your sacrifice. And what I think is so fascinating is this morning is these students are some that you've invested in. And God is sending them out. And so as a, from a family's perspective, I would like to say thank you for what you've done. And if we have any of the elders or the leadership team, if you have joined me this morning, and all of Team Korea... If you come stand here, and I think it would be even neat if we could get um, the parents to stand with them. So come join us on the stage. If you get spread out far enough, what would we'll do? What would be neat too is for those of you that are Team Korea members, 
Would you just go ahead and say your name so that our family members can know who, who's who um, that's going out? And then just as, as, okay, good, the camels are with us. All right, so what we'll do is, um, once we get all of our family members linked together, So let's start on this side. So you just, I guess we can have mom and dad say their names too, because really we need to be praying. Y'all really need to be praying for the parents. <laughs> All right, this will be the first time in our lives that we don't get any text messages, responses, you know, we're okay, been there, done that, understand that completely. So, um, so let's let the student introduce their parents. That would be kind of cool. So we'll, we'll start with Champ here. Go ahead. say to you, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father, I'll get it together here in a second, from whom every family in heaven on earth were named, that according to the riches of his glory, he granted you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is breadth and length and height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, who is able to do far more abundantly than we ask or think, Just think about those kids far more abundantly. The potential is generations to come. Wow. According to his power to work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I thought it would be neat if you would um, pray for these kids. And then if, and I'll get a microphone for, for you and Reggie uh, just to pray. Is there, okay. This is C. Robbie. Would you mind praying for them and then we'll pass it on to Reggie. Thanks. 
blessed us beyond belief. When we think about you being a good God, you define what good is. As we think about the people that are on stage here this morning, let's think about these young people who have committed not only the month that they're going to be gone, but, but hours and weeks and days beforehand to you, to getting into your word, to hearing your voice, to learning what your voice even sounds like. Father, I pray that you go with them like I know that you will, that you go in power with them. They can see your power at work, not only in America, but but in Korea as well. Father, I pray that you give them a bigger view of who you are as they go and they serve these people. I pray that you humble them. You give them hearts of humility. That this trip is not about them or what they're getting out of it, but rather what they're giving and about you who's choosing to use them in a powerful way. Father, I pray that it is not lost on them that the God of the universe that spoke everything into existence chooses to use them. That you want and desire to use their lives to reach people. You are such a good God. We thank you for Paul and Helen who are leading this trip, who have given of their lives to invest in these young people. Not for their own glory, but for your glory. So that you would be glorified, so that you would be magnified. And that testimony can be passed on to these kids as they go to Korea. Father, we can't thank you enough for the opportunities that you put into our lives to show who you are. Father, help us do a good job. Help us live a life that is worthy of the gospel. And that just by our interactions and by by our, our words and our deeds, people can see who you are in a clear way. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we're at, the, we're at the tail end of a two-year journey for these young people. It's been two years of preparation, of team building, all led by the shoemakers, and here we find ourselves at the hour of departure. It is humbling, humbling to be here knowing that these young people have committed so much of their time out of their love for you, Lord and their willingness to serve. We're so thankful for their hearts. We're so thankful for their lives. I pray that you would just use them in a special way on this trip. Lord, you've done a lot leading up to this trip to try and thwart this effort. Or the the Satan has done a lot, rather. Satan has done a lot to thwart this trip, but, but you are in control. 
You're in control, Lord. Satan can't touch this. We trust you. We trust that you will watch over the people that, were, that they will be leaving behind, the moms and the dads. Lord, we uh, ask that you would just give them some peace. It's a scary world out there, and traveling around in it is a scary thing. Uh, we pray for safe travel for these students and the leaders, and, we, and again, pray for the parents that have to be behind and to wait patiently for any word of what's going on. It's, it's a scary time. But, but in all things, we look to you. We know, Lord, that you're in control and that you're doing a mighty work here. Not just today, not just these weeks coming up, but this will have an impact on these young people for the rest of their lives. This, this builds the character and, and the person who they are as they go forward in life. And we thank you so much for that. And we just put them in your hands, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. If you don't mind, would you stand? We're going to worship together to finish our time. Uh, also, as you stand and as we um, uh, clear the stage, I don't know if the worship, if you can end. Can you end with Send Me Out, worship team? Also, as we... Um, I want you to see an individual. He'll be mad at me, but I don't care. This this young man, his name is Harrison Havery, and um, all the time that he has served, that Devin has been with us, this young man has been Devin's right hand man, and. Um, If it meant taking down tables, it meant taking down tables. It meant moving chairs, it meant moving chairs. But what I love about Harrison is, more than not, there was a student in Harrison's vehicle on Harrison's time under Harrison's financial resources that he served students. And I'm forever grateful to Harrison uh, for what he's done behind the scenes. So I wanted him, you guys to know uh, him as he's involved at Grace, he's involved with Grace Church with Devin serving there at GCPI, but I just want to say thank you to him too this morning. So would you uh, give him a round of applause and let's worship together.